What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex. It's episode number three. Honestly, never thought we'd get this far, but so happy we're here. And I want to thank those of you who have gone out and listened to episode one and two. And If you haven't, and you're just picking up on episode three, go back and listen to them. They're a lot of fun. But the amount of support that we've had over the, the past two weeks has been phenomenal. Thank you guys so much. I've actually talked to some people who want to sponsor the podcast. So we're going to have some sponsors come on here. And it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. But let me update you with what we've got going on this past week. Um, as you know, we're going to give you the carnivore update. And that is uh, the carnivore diet that I've been on for the past now just over a week. It's, it's a little over a week. Um, we're recording this on Sunday the 11th. So it has been officially about 10 or 11 days, and I'm happy to report I've lost 8 pounds. I will tell you, I, I'm feeling pretty good uh, as far as my energy levels. Energy levels are good. However, I have noticed that apparently I have a little bit of a caffeine addiction that I thought, well, I guess I didn't think I had. And uh, so that's been kind of fun. The uh, The routine of having some sort of energy drink in the middle of the day or, or later on in the day. I, I, I feel that a little bit, but I've been drinking water like crazy. That it, I never get used to drinking a gallon of water a day. And that's the, and that's my goal is to drink a gallon of water a day. I've got this giant um, thermos, I guess you could say, or, or, or flask that is 64 ounces. So if I fill that up twice, drink it throughout the day, I'm good for the day. That's that's my gallon. But man, it, when you are a traveling salesperson who drives all over the state, it it's not good when you have to pee every 10 minutes. And that's what that's what doing that's what drinking that much water will do. It will make you pee a lot. So uh never a dull moment. I, I actually heard a report that said that driving while having to pee, like, and I, and I don't just mean you have to pee and whatever you can make it. I mean, like, if you don't stop, you're going to need to find a bottle to fill. Like, that kind of urgency, the sense of urgency that comes when you've drunk too much water and you really have to pee. They They equated the ability to drive with that of someone who is actually drunk. They said that the ability of dri your your driving ability is actually decreased for those who have to pee the same as if someone was drunk. I call BS on that. I I don't think it's true only because sadly in my 40 years I've done both and uh yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. Now, thankfully that was a that was a while ago. And I've, I've learned from that, and uh, driving buzz is not cool, or driving drunk is not cool. Um, but I think I can speak for anyone who's my age who has had a little bit too much and thought they could still drive, that uh, it, it, it's, it's way more difficult than, than driving while having to pee. Now, I will tell you, driving while having to pee is excruciating. Like, knives in the in the bladder or other places excruciating and it's awful but 
I, I wouldn't equate it to drunk driving. But that's my caffeine addiction. Addiction. The other side effect to um, doing carnivore diet, which it's not really a side effect, it's kind of a uh, just a side thing. Another friend of mine who has a podcast put out, "Hey, are you you know who's doing sober October?" I, now, listen. I love a tasty beverage every once in a while. Uh, I don't. I don't drink so much where I, I don't like being out of control. So I like to have a glass of you know a glass of beer or you know a pint of beer, a glass of whiskey. You know, have one or two. But um, I didn't realize that on the carnivore diet there is no room for alcohol. So the, the no alcohol whatsoever on the carnivore diet. So I've been trying to stick to that pretty regularly. That being said, it started October 1st, so I guess I'm doing sober October. Again, I don't drink so I don't I don't drink a lot, you know, glass of wine at dinner, you know, maybe a, a glass of whiskey here or there, but you know, that's kind of the other thing that's that's going along with it. However, the one thing that I did find, and if you were following along on Instagram, I highly recommend Big Lee's Serious About Barbecue. They are a carnivore's dream. Now we're talking brisket, ribs, chicken. I try to stay away from the sausage because the sausage has cheese in it. And I'm trying to stay really strict on the carnivore diet. I did have one day where I had cheese. But a lot of, some carnivore diets allow cheese. I'm trying to just go straight carnivore um, and not do dairy as well. Just because I want to see what that does to me. But they have, they've got sausage. They've, they have amazing food. Okay, If you've never heard of them, go look them up right now. There's going to be a link on the Instagram page. Uh, if you go to the bio, there's going to be a link to, to their website. But it's Big Lee's Serious About Barbecue. I've been a fan of theirs since before it was even a thing. And, and let me explain. Uh, Rashad Jones is the owner of Big Lee's, and he's a personal friend of mine. Now, no bias there as far as the food. The food speaks for itself. But he, when he originally started doing barbecue, he was trying it out, and he would post on Facebook, hey, does anybody want some free barbecue? All I want is feedback. So I'd go meet him in a parking lot somewhere, at like Winn-Dixie, and he'd hand me this plate of barbecue, and he'd just, just give me feedback and let me know how it is. It was the absolute best barbecue I'd ever eaten. And then he went and opened his own place called Big Lee's. Now this place, if you look them up, you can Google it right now. I don't care where you are. Google it. It's going to pop up and you're going to see. Uh, he had won, uh, he had actually won the um, Guy's Next Big Project, Guy Fieri on Food Network. Had his own show for a little bit. and But his food is phenomenal and it is world renowned. And I don't say that exaggerating. There are people that come from all over the world to check out his barbecue. So if you are ever in the Central Florida area, Within, heck, three, four hours of Ocala, it's worth making the trip. That, I'm just saying. It is amazing. And for somebody who's on a carnivore diet, I can go and get the burn ends like I did on on uh, Friday. I think I did. I think I went on Friday. Got some burn ends. Oh, my gosh. They were just melt in the mouth. And I've been to other places, and the burn ends are literally burnt ends and disgusting the one of the other places i went to i was like this is just like 
It's like beef jerky. You've, you've, you've gone too far. His burnt ends are so just... Oh, man, they're so good. If you look up the... Uh, the Like I said, on the Instagram, I posted a picture of it. But I'd eaten half of them already before I thought, oh, man, I should take a picture because I was that hungry. But, man, go check it out. Big Lee is serious about barbecue. I'm a fan. And if you're doing a carnivore diet like I am, that's the place to go. Now, if you're not doing the carnivore diet, it's still the place to go because they've got other food that is just to die for, like the Kathy, which is their their number one, like, that's what he's known for. It's a brisket mac and cheese. Let that sink in. Now, again, like I said, I'm, I'm doing carnivore, so I couldn't have it, but usually when I go, I get that. Or I get, like, their, their Brunswick stew is amazing. Everything they make is amazing. Um... Even their, like their desserts as well. They have some desserts, and I can't think of them right off the bat, but they do like a banana pudding, but they put their own spin on it. So good. So go check them out. Follow them on Instagram. Your mouth will water immediately when you when you pull it up. It is it's fantastic. All right, but enough talk about barbecue because I'm getting hungry again, and it's too late at night for me to be eating. Speaking of late night, um, this is a thing. We're going to talk about it. Murder shows. And I don't mean like CSI or NCIS or, or any of those types of shows. I'm talking about murder shows where they're, they're doing true life murder crimes or they're investigating true life murders. My wife is infatuated with these shows. It's a little unnerving. There are nights when I'm sleeping and I get these weird, weird, weird dreams. Like really whacked out dreams and then I wake up and I'm still in that dream because I look up at the TV and it's about some weird psycho murder killer or some wife who snapped and killed her husband it's a little scary to wake up to she'll fall asleep to the stuff like it sound the sound of murder to her is like the sound of wind brushing along in the trees it's just soothing it's nice. It's peaceful. It's freaking terrifying. Mind you. To hear all this like screaming and people dying as they're recounting these murder scenes. But she loves these shows. If I end up missing... I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. My wife knows how to hide a body. She's watched enough shows. But I want to know how many, how many... More specifically, how many women out there love these shows because the general populace that I see and the things I see, like I, I, I see people posting on Facebook, like I'm not the only guy whose, whose wife or, or girlfriend or female partner is like infatuated with these shows. I've seen other people post about this, that this is like a thing. Is this like the next level of, of wife fantasy is murdering your husband, like, and making their body disappear. Cause that's terrifying. And yes, I know my wife is listening to this podcast. So I'm probably in trouble. Again. But what else is new? I get myself in trouble every single podcast. But I, I, I find it comical. I find it funny. Like I said, a little unnerving. But I want to know how many of you out there have this same like infatuation with death shows. It, like me personally, I've, I'll throw on SportsCenter. I'll fall asleep to Sports Center. Nobody's dying there. Unless you watched this past week and 
this past weekend sports center just took the cake um i don't know if you if you watch football at all i'm i'm a huge football fan i love the nfl i love college had a horrible week in college football with the gators losing those are my team that's my team they lost by a field goal it was just horrible um but the biggest loss and granted i'm not a fan necessarily of this team and I find it funny when they lose because their fans are kind of like Yankees fans. They're a little bit obnoxious. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I guess I could be just as obnoxious. But the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk about this for a second. I was watching the game, and then I left. I forget what I was doing. I think I went outside to do something, and I came back in, and my wife is like, oh, Dak Prescott's out. I'm like, oh, man, did he get hurt? She just looked at me like, yeah, he got hurt. Um, hurt is an understatement. I don't know how I caught the replay because they weren't reshoot. Oh, it was at halftime or, or after the game or whatever, they were showing highlights and they actually showed the injury and his leg went one way and his foot went the other in a very unnatural sort of way. If it were his head, it would be like exorcist, just completely the opposite direction. Not a good thing. Now, I'm all about people coming back, and I really, really hope he does, because he's an incredible athlete. But I know there were some contract disputes and things like that, and he never got a real contract signed for the money that he should be getting, and that is just devastating to see that kind of injury for that kind of player. Um, I just hope that he gets exactly what he should have gotten originally. I hope this injury doesn't, doesn't hurt him more Financially, then it's going to take a toll on him physically. I really do hope the best for the guy. It was a horrible injury. You never want to see that for anybody, um, whether you like the players or not. And I actually do like Dak Prescott. Um, but you never want to see somebody go down like that. It's just, that's awful. So, quick recovery, number four. Hope you get back on the field very, very soon. And listen, if Alex Smith of the Redskins can come back after his gruesome injury where he almost lost his leg, I have full faith that Dak Prescott can come back to. Okay, moving on to some other things. And this is a pop culture just phenomenon. And so much so, I am so deep in the weeds on this. And if you haven't listened to this, I'm sure the rock you're living under is amazing. But it is the Broadway musical known as Hamilton. If you haven't, just maybe pause with this right now stop what you're doing go get disney plus get a seven-day trial whatever go to spotify listen to it whatever but you need to go listen to hamilton right now it just it, it needs to happen you need to stop what you're doing and go listen to hamilton if you haven't already if you have you know exactly what i'm talking about it is the rabbit hole that is hamilton and the fact that i find myself i actually watched two YouTube videos, both about an hour and a half long each, of a YouTube guy watching Hamilton for the first time. It was a reaction video. It wasn't even Hamilton. It was somebody watching Hamilton and reacting to watching Hamilton. And I watched that, which was, by the way, incredible. The guy's name is Metalhead. So as you can tell, he's a, he's a rock guy. And he had never in his life heard of Hamilton and he watched it for the first time, and his mind was blown. And it was amazing. It was a great video. 
Um, but it soaked up like three to three and a half hours of my life. Really. I don't know why I watched it. I don't. But I did. Because it's Hamilton. But there's a, there's a whole rabbit hole with Hamilton. So you got to watch... If you, if you caught it before it went on Disney, you're a little bit ahead of the curve. So you probably listened to the whole thing on Spotify. If you went down the rabbit hole even further, you went to the Hamilton mixtape. The Hamilton mixtape is amazing because it's all the songs from Hamilton and then some excerpts of songs that weren't on Hamilton redone by other artists. And we're talking not like other artists they just got off the street. We're talking like Busta Rhymes, John Legend, Queen Latifah, um, uh, Nate Roos. Um, there's, there's so many different artists, I, I can't even name them all. Just amazing. It is the who's who list of artists on the mixtape. The mixtape is phenomenal. If you go down the rabbit hole even further, you go to Spotify, and then you go to Hamilton mixtape plus commentary. Hmm. Then, not only do you get the mixtape, but you also get Lin-Manuel Miranda's commentary on the mixtape for each and every song, telling you why it was written, why it was kept out, what parts were kept, what parts were changed, why he wrote it, what was going on. Like, it's a whole thing. Then, of course, there's the Hamilton book, which I have at my house. It's the, the basically, it's the script in book form, plus a whole bunch of other info that you can read up on. And it's got little tidbits of information on like why this is this and this is this and and this goes here and this goes. It is total Hamilton nerd to the core. And listen, I am. I, I'll admit it. I'm a Hamilton nerd. Uh, my wife and I actually got to go see it in New York. We didn't get to see the go see the original cast, but we did get to see it in New York um, with some amazing talent and some of the ones who were still on Broadway went before it was shut down with this whole pandemic but uh, amazing cast it doesn't matter what cast is playing it it is an amazing show highly recommend you go see it if you can't go see it because we're in pandemic go to Disney Plus watch it totally worth your time even if you don't like musicals you can't help but love this one so go check it out okay so speaking of movies and also speaking of Disney Plus or Netflix or, or any of the ones. Um, Disney Plus has been releasing a lot of like older movies. How many of you remember movies way differently now that you're older than when you did when you watched them originally? I think that makes sense. Might not. But let me let me explain. You remember a movie a certain way and then you go back and watch it later on as you're an adult and you're like, oh my god, this movie was amazing but also at the same time my parents let me watch this what is wrong with them um one prime example is goonies phenomenal movie if you haven't seen it go watch it there's a lot of movies i'm going to tell you to go watch drop everything and go watch it but goonies i didn't realize how many how much innuendo and swearing and like all this extra stuff that was in there that i don't remember as a kid i just remember it was a phenomenal movie about kids going and finding a pirate treasure and I wanted to be a Goonie. I mean, that, that was my favorite thing in the world. That movie was amazing. The other one, um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is probably one of my all-time favorite movies from 
like the 80s. I watched Back to the Future easily. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I've watched it easily probably 150 times. I can almost recite that movie front to back. The, the movie was great. It was incredible. I had it on VHS, but not like we didn't buy Back to the Future VHS. We had a VCR, and it came on TV, so we recorded it off the TV. So it was almost like having a DVR before DVR ever happened because I knew exactly where the commercials were, and I would fast-forward through all the commercials and get to the parts that, that I knew. But no lie, watch that movie thousands of times. I would go out and buy a DeLorean right now because that car's awesome. It's a Back to the Future car. I would totally have that car. But what other movies, and hey, this is that part where you can go to um, our, our webpage, the anchor.fm anchor forward slash Wex Appeal, and you can actually leave a voice recorded message for me telling me about movies that you think are different from when you watched them originally. Um, some of the other ones, uh, my wife said Sandlot. Sandlot is definitely one of them that it's awesome, but plays completely different when you're a parent and an adult whole bunch of other movies too i mean so much so much stuff you're like how did this ever get through being pg and how did my parents actually let me watch this because it wasn't rated r that's the only reason but i know there's a ton of movies out there that's just a few of mine hey everybody it's wax and i'm just taking a moment to let you know that this podcast is now streaming on all major podcasting platforms that's right you can find us on apple Google Podcast, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. You can also go to anchor.fm forward slash Wexappeal to find all sorts of cool features. You can link directly to our Facebook page or Instagram, Twitter. You can also support the podcast by giving a monthly donation of anywhere from 99 cents all the way up to 9.99. And all those proceeds go directly back into the podcast to help this be bigger and better each and every week. Also, a really cool feature is the message button. You can push that, leave a voice message, and we could possibly play it on the podcast. So when I ask questions on the podcast and I want an answer, you can leave your answer and we can play it back. Really cool things. So check it out. If you can, go on to Apple. Please give us a review and a five-star rating. Let us know what you think and share this with your friends. Let everybody know that Wex Appeal is now on all major platforms. Thanks so much, guys. Okay, so here we are. It's the top five. And today's top five is going to be DJ moments from weddings. Now, it's not going to be your stereotypical DJ moments from weddings where it's like, oh, bride and groom, cut the cake, and da-da-da-da-da. No. We're going to talk about some of the disasters or train wrecks that you would have at certain weddings that I have DJed at. Not by my account. They weren't my fault. Just some things that happened at weddings so let's get into number five number five not really this wasn't really a train wreck this was actually kind of funny so the bride and groom um of course got married had the reception and they're doing the reception and they're doing the bouquet and garter toss and whenever you do the garter toss you have to do the garter removal and actually two of these are about garter removals that are pretty funny this uh this particular groom was a trainee at fire college so for the garter removal they blindfolded the bride 
And the groom went and got all of his bunker gear on for the fireman outfit. And then played Little Wayne's fireman. And proceeded to do a stripper fireman removal of the garter. It was pretty funny, actually. Just like pulling off the jacket and doing... I mean, he was going... He was going for it. Like, you would think he was part of the Chippendales. And the wife was just dying laughing. Everybody there was dying laughing. And they had had quite a bit to drink. So, it was pretty funny. That was my number five moment. I know, a little tame. A little, little cheesy. But, number four. Number four is a little bit more... Um, more of a train wreck. Like, a complete train wreck. So I get to this wedding and it's at the it's at the Elks Lodge, like the, or the Shriners Club, you know where they have they have meetings and all sorts of things there. So it's at the Shriners Club. I get set up. Everything's going fine. Wedding, pretty pretty normal wedding. Um, nice family and everything. Bride and groom having a good time. Um, having a little bit more of a good time. Kicking back a few drinks and a few more. And a few more. Until I noticed that the groom is considerably trashed. I mean, he was trashed. And began to get a little obnoxious. And in doing so, went to the bartender who was in the back, who was working and doing her best, doing a great job. But then got um, verbally abusive with the female bartender that was in the back. She did not appreciate that, not even a little bit, so she did what any good bartender would do, and she cut him off. Well, as a groom that is at his own wedding, he did not take very kindly to that. Wasn't very happy. He, he was super, super pissed about being cut off at his own wedding, but he needed to be. He was trashed, yelling and screaming and cursing and all these sorts of things. So, you know probably what happens next there was a phone call made, and this uh, this limousine pulled up. However, this wasn't like any limousine before that you had seen. It was a green and white sheriff's deputy car with lights on top. The sheriff's deputy, of course, comes in, looks at the groom, looks at the bride, looks at the bartender, looks back at the groom and says, Listen, buddy, um, you can either leave in my limo or you can leave in yours. I assure you. It will be a much more comfortable ride in your limo than mine. Thankfully, he made the right choice and got in his got in the limo, and they and they ended up leaving. I'm sure that was a fantastic start to the honeymoon. I mean, just right off on the right foot. I don't know if they're even still together. I, three of these I do know they're still together and actually doing very well. Um, but the one I have, I have no idea. And. Um, but yeah, the, the sheriff came in. So, But on top of that, the parents of the bride and groom, I, I can't remember, one of the parents, one of the people like helping coordinate the whole thing, because we still had like 30 minutes to an hour left in this party, comes up to me and goes, well, just keep the dancing going, keep everybody going. Are, are, are you serious? Like, the police just came in and pretty much shut your party down. Nobody wants to dance at all, because they're more concerned about the drama in the corner right now with the sheriff talking to the groom. 
Nobody's dancing. We're not doing the cha-cha slide. We're not, we're not doing the Macarena. Th these things aren't happening. This party's over. I'll play some background music so that nobody can hear the yelling and screaming. But, no, we're done. And the party, the party was done. It ended very shortly after that. Um, and before you ask, no, I definitely got totally paid. Because it wasn't my fault. People don't want to dance. Would you want to dance? It's like, it's awkward. It's weird. Okay, so number three. Number three is probably one of my favorite stories of all times when it comes to the um, the bouquet and garter time. Uh, this is one of the garter uh, garter removal. Okay, similar to the fireman, but th this was this was fantastic. And these are actually um, friends of mine. So if they're listening to the podcast, yeah, I'm talking about you. But I'm not telling anybody names because you know it'd be nice. So this uh, this bride and groom. We this and this is number three, right? Yeah, we're on number three. This groom decided he was not going to tell his wife what song that we were going to play to remove the garter, which is fine. I've done that before in the past. A lot of times it's a surprise to the groom what song I play, but this time it was a, a surprise to the to the wife. And the wife had no idea what was going on, and uh, so this groom proceeded, and he gave me the song. Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Great song. Fits perfectly with what was going on. So, Foxy Lady, he was going to, you know, remove the garter. Now, this gentleman is um is also a handyman. So, he's got his he's got his tux on. The music starts. Jimi Hendrix starts wailing on that guitar. And he proceeds to walk over to his brother, who's his best man, slips off his jacket, kind of lets it lets it drop, and he's kind of doing that whole dance thing with it, you know, along with it. And uh, his brother pulls out a tool belt. He's a handyman. So he takes his tool belt, and he puts it on. And grabs a hat. He puts the hat on. And he starts, like, grooving his way over to his wife who is now like five shades of red and he's going into his tool belt and he's pulling out all these tools and things he could possibly use to get this garter all while dancing to foxy lady by Jimi hendrix and he goes in to his tool belt and he pulls out a little clip light and he clips it onto the brim of his hat clicks it on and then throws the dress up and dives underneath. Freaking hilarious. So he's down there, still moving, still grooving. And there's this part in the song where there's a there's a break in the song. And Jimi Hendrix is just like, whoo, Foxy. And this dude popped his head out. Like, wiped his forehead as Jimi Hendrix said, ooh, Foxy. And then dove back in. It was classic. The bride is just petrified like like just at this point 10 sheds of red but one of the most unique garter removal that i've ever seen fantastic it, it was it was it was a good one so that was number three number two man number two i don't know if this couple's still together 
Um, I hope they are. I hope they made it through this. But this was a tough one. Okay. So everybody's been to a wedding and you've seen the cake cutting. They cut the cake. Sweet moment. They feed it to each other and or smash it in each other's faces. You can probably guess where this is going. They were going to be nice. And then the bride just kind of had a thought, hey, I'm going to take this cake and I'm going to put it in my husband's face and I'm going to, you know, make him a little dirty. She shoved that cake so far up his nose, he, his nose started bleeding. Like, almost broke his nose. I, I've never seen anything like it. The, the guy storms off. DJ's just standing there. That's me. I'm just standing there like, all right, what do I do now? That was super awkward. Let me go ahead and put on this mix and go find this groom. I go into the bathroom and I, like, I'm the only one there with him. Like, how is nobody in here trying to talk this guy down? How is it the DJ's job to go in here and talk this guy down? The guy is about to punch a hole through the wall and they're already in this like little small venue, you know, with, the public bathroom you know things and everything and I'm like this dude is gonna punch a hole in the wall because his wife smashed him in the face with cake and she smashed him so hard with cake that his nose is profusely bleeding like she almost broke his nose so here I am in the bathroom with this groom who I've really only met I think once I think I've worked with the bride for most everything else actually no I think I was doing this wedding for someone else, so he basically handed me a packet. I didn't even know this guy. And here I am in this bathroom, the guy's nose is bleeding, he's got a towel over it. And I'm like, dude, um, she loves you, even though you're really mad right now. She still loves you, and I'm pretty sure you still love her, and I'm... I, didn't, I don't know that I said it this way, but I'm like, I know that was an accident. You know, I'm like 95% sure it was an accident. There was 5% that maybe she was watching murder mysteries. She was already getting ahead of the game of how to kill a husband. But 95% sure she didn't mean to do that. So here's what we need to do. We need to kind of get ourselves together, realize it was an accident. You need to walk outside. You need to grab your wife by your hand. You tell her you love her, give her a kiss, walk out on the dance floor, and just dance, shut up, don't say a word, and just be in the moment. Thankfully, it worked. That's what happened. Again, I don't know if they're still together. No telling. It was an interesting start, to say the least. At least it's a funny story to go back and tell their kids if they survive that far. All right, which leads us to number one. Number one is quite possibly the craziest wedding I've ever been at in my entire life. And I still know these people. They're still married. They're still pretty crazy, but in a good way. This wedding started with um, somebody singing Elvis, basically an Elvis impersonator. So we had, I mean, the, the wedding itself was pretty like easy going. The wedding was like traditional as traditional can be, but you get to the reception and we had somebody do an Elvis impersonation and they sang a song, which is cool. That's fine. Whatever. I played everything from Michael Jackson 
to Britney Spears to Dropkick Murphys. Rammstein, which if you know who Rammstein is, it is very hardcore. I want to say German because it's just like, do, do, like it's aggressive. Like the music selection, I've never played anything like it. I mean, we're talking, like I said, all over the genre. Elvis, like Dropkick Murphys, they were doing um, clogging in the middle of the floor. Like they were doing Irish jigs in the middle of the floor. And then some reason in the middle of all this mosh and I, I kid you not mosh pit there was a mosh pit in the middle of this wedding they all started they wanted to have a push-up contest with the bride who by the way the bride was jacked like she had the arms for push-ups I mean she was in good shape the both of them in phenomenal shape they're, they're fitness trainers and stuff they're in great shape but I have a bride in a full gown Middle of the dance floor, repping out push-ups in the middle of this mosh pit. Like, it, the most insane thing I've ever seen. This party was, like, just insanity. Like, the music selection was all over the place. I played Flogging Mollies, Dropkick Murphys, Rammstein, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, um... The YMCA, we played some disco. I, if you can think of it, music, like, I even had some country in there. Like, it was the most crazy genre of music, but I've never had a wedding where we had a mosh pit. That took the cake. Mosh pit and push-ups. So, that's my top five. Now, again, there are other stories. There are so many other things that have happened at weddings, from the bride being, like, an hour late to the to the ceremony... That's super awkward. Um, hey, by the way, your seating playlist is played three times. Yeah, because nobody's here. Like, it, it, it got... Yeah, I mean, there's that. Oh, what else? I, I mean, I've had... Oh, I had a shouting match at one of them. Um, one, an uncle who, you know, everybody has that drunk uncle or, or uncle that ruins everything. I'm sitting here playing music. They're all sitting at dinner. And all of a sudden I hear the groom screaming because it's an outdoor wedding in a backyard wherever he can hear everything. And I hear him scream, get the F out of here. You're ruining everything, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, you know that moment when the record just scratches? That's exactly what it was. Music was still playing, but nobody could hear it. Not even me. And I was the one playing the music. And I'm sitting there. The groom storms back in. Sits down in the middle of all the tables of all the people. With his with his wife. With his brand new wife there. And she's trying to calm him down. He's super mad. And I'm like, crap. What are we going to do? Like, how is, how is this even going to happen? Like, talk about a downer. Like, I don't even know what to do here. Thankfully... The bride and groom and I had sat down and talked, and we were friends. And uh, they had mentioned that they wanted a certain song, but they didn't know when to play it. Like, they didn't know where to put it. And I'm like, well, if I can find a way to fit it in, I'll fit it in. So I walk up to my buddy, and I go, dude. I called him by name, but I'm not going to say his name. Call called him by name. I'm like, dude, do you trust me? 
He just looks at me. He's like, what? Like, do you trust me? He's like, yeah, I guess. Like, well, I'm going to play a song. You're going to take your wife by her, by her hand. You're going to take her onto the dance floor. And you're going to dance with her. I'm not going to tell you what song. I'm just going to play it. And, like, the whole room was, like, the, I mean, it was out, outdoor, but the whole place was tense. Like, whoa, what's going on? So I walk up to the microphone and I go, the groom and I have talked about a certain song and we didn't really know when to play it. And I think now would be the perfect time to play it. And he is just looking as grumpy as can be. He's so mad he's out on the dance floor with his wife right now. And I put on Adam Sandler, Grow Old With You from The Wedding Singer. And started playing it. And he couldn't help it. Like, you saw the crack in his in his in his lip and he just started to smile and from there on the party broke open and everybody was having a great time it was a cool moment it was, it was really cool but it was it was a little tense but i could go on all night about different weddings and, and things like that but that's that's my top five plus a little bonus of of wedding stories if you have one share it let us know let me know what it is i would love to to talk about it and hear about it and uh share share stories so that's the top five for this week we're gonna have a good one next week and we may have another guest so stay tuned for what is coming up next all right so that's going to do it for episode number three i hope that you enjoyed yourself we are currently looking for sponsors had a, some interest from a couple uh, a couple businesses that want to get involved, and uh, I'm hoping to announce those very, very soon, that uh, we can go ahead with some sponsors and get you guys some cool swag and some cool things. We've got some things in the works. I'm working on some t-shirts, so you can rep your Wex Appeal t-shirts all over town and all over the world. It is pretty cool that I can go in and look and see that this podcast has literally been looked at all over the world. There's views in Australia, India the Philippines, of course, the United States. Like, why would anybody from another country listen to some dude just talk? But apparently we're getting out there. We're also on Apple Podcasts, which is a huge announcement for us. Uh, that was a big deal. Apple is probably the most listened to podcasting platform ever. That's where everybody is. Um, go check it out. It's on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also, of course, on Anchor. Make sure you go to anchor.fm forward slash Wexappeal. That's going to take you to my landing page for this website, um, for this for this podcast. And on there, you can do a couple different things. You can be linked, of course, to all of our social media. So it is Instagram at Wexappeal Podcast or Facebook.com forward slash Wexappeal Podcast. You can find us both there. You can find me on Twitter at ZooCoachWex. Zoo Coach Wex on Twitter. You can find me there. And also on Instagram at Coach Wex. So Instagram, you got at Coach Wex, and you also have the Wex Appeal Podcast pages. Both of those. Follow, check them out, share them. You can also go on the Wex, on the Wex Appeal Anchor page and support the podcast. If you do feel so inclined, as little as 99 cents a month, all the way up to $9.99 a month. You can donate, and all those funds go towards making this podcast just a little bit better 
each and every week, which is what we're trying to do. Trying to make this better for you each and every week so that you have something to listen to when you're in your car or doing chores or whatever you're doing and how you're listening to it. Totally appreciate it. There's also a message button. And on the message button, it's going to ask to access your microphone because you can leave me a message in your voice and we could possibly play it here on the podcast. So I want to hear from you. What have you liked most about the Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery? Or what would you like to hear? Or do you have a question for me? Throw out a question, and maybe we'll have a question and answer time next time on the podcast, and uh, we'll open this thing up. We'll have a good time. But until next week, we're going to be getting very regular on this and start starting to uh, either release on Mondays or release on Fridays. Not decided yet as to which is going to be the best, but we are going to look into it and see... Uh, see how this works out best. So give me feedback. Go on the social media sites and let me know what works best for you. Do you. Would you rather listen to it over the weekend from a Friday release or would you rather pick it up Monday morning, put it in your car and listen to it on the way to work? Until next time, this is Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex. See you soon. <laughs>